Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Love the 80s? Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. Welcome to the show. Vassis is here. Bonjour. And soon Jason Burns is going to be here. Tell me about Jason Vass. He is the Irish comedian who's been making us laugh on our tellies and on our stages for like for 25 years. This is the sort of thing he does when he's got a gig, right? Yes. He once played a gig in Edinburgh Come on. for 160 people. Uh-huh. A woman, he noticed a woman left to go to the loo. So he got the other 159 people in the audience died. <laughs> How did you do that? When she came back, they all jumped up and went, surprise! <laughs> so, what, they crouched down, did they? Yeah, or? I guess so, yeah. Okay, that's funny. Um, so, that's very, very funny. He has got a new tour starting next week mm-hmm. called The Ironic Bionic Man. And you might want, wonder why bionic. Well, have a listen to this. Um, He is officially bionic. He was born with a cock eye, which was straightened. His lung collapsed. It was blown back up and sealed with metal pins. He had his appendix removed. His cartilage replaced in his knee from a poo-on-the-loo accident. His arm dislocated by a wave. And his heart is now functioning on six stents. He's 51, by the way, and looks... At most 40. Yeah, he does. He's annoying. I had no idea he was in his 50s. Mm. That's interesting, isn't it? That's so interesting. And the whole thing about hiding whilst one member of the audience goes to the loo, yep. that put me in mind of things you can do at school. <laughs> <laughs> you know those ones? Go on. So if you're at school, you're in class, teachers, don't shoot me for this one. Seriously, this is funny. Yep. Um, if it happens to you today, just go with it. Because if you go with it, they're going to love you even more than they probably do anyway. If you're a decent teacher. Um, what happens is if you're in a lesson where you're copying down or the teacher has said something uh, for five or ten minutes and then he or she leaves you to it and then they'll probably get on with something at their desk for a while. Mm-hmm. Whilst they're looking down, you will nudge forward a bit. <laughs> Your desk, the chair, everything. Then they look up, but you have to do it mm. like not millimetre by millimetre, but by centimetre by centimetre. And depending on how long the lesson is, at some point you'll be sur- you'll surround the teacher and they'll, they'll suddenly realise... and they go, oh! um, Something else you can do is um, if your teacher leaves the room, um, you can all get on your desk. And uh, what you do is you get on your desk and you put your hands, uh, palms up uh, to the ceiling. And when the teacher comes back, you, you're all panicking. You go, teach, teach, uh, we're just holding the ceiling up. We're holding the ceiling up. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it, when the teacher's looking about all fun. sorts of... This is fun. ...quietly pass yep. all of the bags and books <laughs> to one person. What's that one? So you're just, you know, you're just quietly passing everything, <laughs> everything to one person. Teachers, can you, why don't you... Teachers, why don't you text us? You've got to own this. What else can kids do to you? That's not terrible. By the well, way, can, can you prank, can you prank people? Yeah, you must be able to. Can you without them knowing? Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. teacher's pranks. Teacher's That's pranks. miles better. Also talking to comedians, my friend Russell, and your friend Russell, oh, the show's mm. friend Russell, yes. friend of the show, Russell Brand, um, he's made a bit of a gaffe because he's booked the wrong theatres that he now has to fill, and he said, can you mention them on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> this is why he nearly came into work today with me. Oh, to flog some 
tickets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're all for they're all for um, charity. They're all for good causes. These gigs, but he's booked the wrong theatres, so now he needs to sell some more tickets. Um, content of the show. Name of the show, Bipolarisation. Content of the show, discussing raising hell while raising babies, bringing up children while bringing down um, authority, attacked by mainstream and banned by Legoland. Tickets, £35 each. They're the, some of the narratives. The Beck Theatre in Hayes, that's on Tuesday, 12th of September. The Plymouth Pavilion, Friday, the 22nd of September. And the Civic at the Halls, Wolverhampton. And that's on the 28th of September in support of BAC O'Connor, Russell Brandot. Slash life. So he's going to come in and be a guest to talk about that, but he didn't finish gigging until 10 o'clock last night. And then he said, Can I come in with you? I said, No, you definitely can't come in with me. I'll be exhausted by the time I get to the show. No, no, you can't. You can come in on Monday if you want under your own steam, but no chance. <laughs> and you've already had a bit of a day of it yesterday. Yeah. Because we need to we need to talk about the Freddie Mercury auction at some stage. Yeah, well, we do. What would be interesting if he comes in on Monday is that Noel Fitzpatrick's in on Monday. Um and Noel and Russell are equally um, energetic, let's mm-hmm. say that's that's one way of putting it. Um, but together, when they meet, it's a, I mean, just being if you're within a mile of them, you'll be exhausted just by being within a mile of them. If they both come in on Monday, you and I, we we might go home and nobody will notice. <laughs> so this weekend, you're going for this detox, dopamine detox with Matthew, your son. Yeah, tell us about that. So a dopamine detox um, decreases mm. what's called reward sensitivity. Right. So just let yourself get a bit bored and or try simpler activities instead of reaching for a quick hit of dopamine from your phone usually. So a dopamine detox is no phone, no telly, no internet, no gaming, mm-hmm. no shopping, no junk food. So fasting from those easy kind of quick dopamine hits for a few days me- means you become less kind of dependent on these external hits. You're more centred, you're more balanced, you're less affected by the usual dopamine triggers. So we start it, um, I think, as when he gets home from school tonight. So I see, so you start it. So I thought you were going somewhere. No, 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 you just you just oh. live your life without dopamine. We Sorry, might go I'm a to bit underwhelmed, if you don't mind me saying now. Oh, I, thought you you thought were going was... to, I thought you were going for a masterclass, like a three-hour, four-hour thing, this is how you do it, and then you, off you go and do it. But it's just you and him. It's, you got no oh, we looked it up on the internet. Oh, he's got no chance of working. <laughs> and he can't watch the rugby. Oh, no. <laughs> you haven't thought this through, have you? Nope. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> a dopamine detox, which is often nowadays also a digital detox that you looked up on the internet. Mm-hmm. I do see the irony. <laughs> Clearly not enough. You might see the irony, but you're not going to see the rugby. <laughs> Hey, kids, don't worry about pranking your teachers. Um, Listen to these. So, teacher pranks, this is teachers pranking kids. It does happen. Mrs. Wood, I retired this term after 30 years, but as a teacher, I prank the kids on April Fool's Day regularly when they arrived at class. I looked panicked last year and said, everyone stay where you are. My contact lens has fallen out somewhere in the class. Can you all please look for it? So, 30 kids on the knees for five minutes, and then I shouted April Fool's. Don't even wear contacts, never have done. (laughs) Well done, Mrs. Wood. (laughs) Yep, Mrs. Wood won the class nil. Well, Neil and Erith, too. Mrs. Wood won. Here we go. I teach mainly seven-year-olds. Is it all right to prank seven-year-olds? <laughs> yep. Last April Fool's Day, I gave my students a university maths test. <laughs> I felt really guilty when they all knuckled down and tried their best. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 
<laughs> Only if anybody did well, if she discovered <laughs> yeah. a genius or not. Uh, Tara says, can I get a beat for myself and all the runners taking part in? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? This the weekend? Great North Run. Great North Run. Oh, my goodness me. People training for the personal best will be told not to go for their personal best this Sunday. I presume if the weather's going to hold till Sunday, it's going to be really hot tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to get really hot and then break. But uh, be careful out there. Stay well hydrated. Great run the uh, Great North Run. I've never done it. I'm a big fan. Been invited a couple of times to do it. Never made it for one reason or another. Have you Great North Run? It was my first ever race. Before I even park run, I Great North Run. Amazing race from Newcastle to South Shields. And the thing is, after you get out of Newcastle City Centre, it's on one dual carriageway. And so there's not a lot to see, but there is because everybody turns out. It's one of the best supported races in the world up to and including the London Marathon. It's fantastic. Party, party. Okay, Emma and Kristen Gateshead, we're running the Great North Run this Sunday, 13.1 miles, Newcastle, Southfields, as Vassal says. Hopefully it's not too hot. When are you doing it? I think it is good. I'll do it. I'll do it as soon as I can. It's just getting up. We've got a million children and time doesn't do refunds and they're all growing up really fast. And last night, Tush and I realised that no, it's probably only going to be at home for the next four years. Um, You know, out, out of those four years, usually for only four minutes a day. So we've really got to make the most of him. So I'm not going to be doing it anytime soon, I don't think. I'm not quite sure. We have um, an open invite. Do we? Yeah. Oh, that's nice, yeah. isn't it? Which is How lovely. lucky. I was invited to the um, Landmarks Half, which is in a couple of weeks. Um, I can't do I can't run because of the thing next day. It's another really lovely half marathon. And there, Half's really, good, man. There really is loads to look at in the Landmarks Half. No, um, Landmarks is... April is it next year? Oh, sorry. No excuses. Can do that one. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to walk next week. How does it work? Anybody had a, a skin graft on the back of their calf? How does it work? You know, the bosses came yesterday and said, do you need next Friday? I said, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I don't know either. Okay. I, shall I find out? It's probably best. All right. See, I've been hanging around with you too long. Yeah. <laughs> Judy and Jeff, Richmond, North Yorkshire, very excited that we have Carfest tickets. We bought weekend camper van tickets. Now all we need to buy is a... Camper van? Yes! <laughs> We've been looking to get one for a couple of years. No excuse now. Woohoo! Honestly, I'm a big fan of camper vans, but I would recommend, highly recommend you just rent one for the first time, just to see. Because the idea of it, it's like a tea shop in Eastbourne. You know, it's a nice idea. By the way, there are some great tea shops in Eastbourne. You know, but do you really want, do you really want to run one, you know, setting up your, what is it called? Ebooks, accounts, and dealing with actual people, you know, and suppliers and rent and lease. Do you actually want to do that? Or do you just like the idea of having a tea shop in Eastbourne? Do you, you know, just, I would just rent your... Rent your first camper van. Um, my sister-in-law had a result because uh, her dad gave us some money because he had he sold his house in London for miles more than he thought it was worth, and people were something each other on the doorstep, and there was like almost a fight, and so. He gave each of his kids some money and they all wanted to do something significant with it. So Tash uh, dished it out to our kids and put it in their savings accounts. That's from Grandad, which is, I think, a cool thing to do. And Liv, her sister and Tom, they bought a camper van um, and they said, right, we're going to... It was a VW camper van, California, I think. And they said, right, we're going to go everywhere in this. We're going to do all these amazing things. And I'm thinking, oh, you should rent one first, especially with Grandad's money. Anyway, they didn't. They had a fantastic time. I was completely wrong. And they sold it last week for two grand more than they paid for it two years ago. <laughs> oh, great. So maybe, what the heck, buy one. Yeah. I don't know. 
fun chat anyway isn't it just booked a car fest weekend ticket on my own again remember you can go on your own woohoo Ivan from Hinkley with my wife Nikki leaving at 11 o'clock to go to Egypt for a week carfest.org tickets will run out certain tickets will run out and they're not coming back in our November sale and everything's at 2023 prices carfest.org here's where you need to go so if you're going to the Goodwood Revival see you there tomorrow sadly not today or Sunday but we will see you there tomorrow now and I'm setting off at 7 we'll get in early we'll stay till about half 2, 3 o'clock See the Spitfire, the Mark 9 Spitfire plane go under the hammer in the Bonhams auction at Goodwood over the weekend. So there's a classic car auction combined with a memorabilia, motoring memorabilia auction. And now and again, they have a curveball. This year's curveball is a Spitfire plane. Estimate three and a half to four and a half million pounds. I don't know if there's, um, I don't know if there's a reserve on it. I suppose, you know, if you have a Spitfire, how do you sell it? You put it in an auction at Goodwood because Goodwood, you know, famously home of Spitfires in the war, in World War Two. That's why the Goodwood racetrack, the circuit, is is exists because it's the apron road. It was the apron road to the airfield. Oh, wow. I that, didn't that, know that. Yeah, it was never... A, it was never... I don't think it was an, originally... I don't think it was originally a racetrack. It became a racetrack soon after the war, Um and is now famous for that. But I think initially it was the apron road to the to the airfield. And there are many... This weekend there'll be like nine or ten Spitfires there and they'll be doing various displays and um, flyovers and things like that. But wonderful. If you want to see a Spitfire, go under the hammer and then watch the Bonhams auction online. It's been a bit of a week for auctions, hasn't it? Mm, yeah. It was the Freddie Mercury auction yesterday, session two. I went, I attended, it was fun. I need to know more about Do this. you actually? Yes, please. Do you want to know more about go it? Go on, can you tell us now? I don't know how much to say, really. Um, so my friend wanted to bid on something that he clearly couldn't afford, uh, can't afford, and now owns. Uh, <laughs> and he he said he wanted me to go along because we've held auctions. I've bid for things at auction. I love auctions, you know, um, and there's a certain way of, of getting to where you want to be with your bid. And it's not it's not rocket science, but there's a bit of a strategy behind it. I can tell you what it is if you like. I'm happy to do that. Mm-hmm. Could be handy if you go into any kind of auction, you know, at any time in the future. Um, and he said, look, uh, I want you to come to stop me bidding. So I got there and I thought, well, this would be fun. I'll stay for an hour. Because I still wanted to get home. It was a bit of fun to, to be at the Freddie auction, to see some of the stuff. And it was session two after the big, it was 20, 30 million pound sale the night before. And anyway, anyway, it turns out that he doesn't want me to stop him bidding. He wants to know how to get the best uh, out of his bid for the thing that he wanted. I said, really? <laughs> Are you sure? I said, you know that what you're bidding on is never going to be worth this again. Because although these things will always have a value, this the... the 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 energy around this auction, you know, the sort of um, the the feather around this auction will never be it will never be the same again because Mary's selling all the stuff from his house and you know the lyrics for Bohemian Rhapsody will all, always have a value but I don't think anything will ever be worth what you paid for in this auction. I, by the way, that doesn't mean that people shouldn't buy stuff today because if they want it, they should have it. I just said this is like. You know, when apparently before you get married, somebody who loves you, be be you uh, the bride or the um, groom, somebody who loves you should pin you up against the wall the night before say, do you really want to do this? You you know you don't have to do this. Regardless of how much you might clearly love the person you're going to marry, somebody owes it to you to pin you up against the wall and say that to you. And it's the same in an auction. You have to say to your mate, look, you're, once you say, if you are the successful bidder here... You're, you're never going to see this 
this mm. amount of money again for the thing you've just parted with this cash for. And I said that to him. He said, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I said, I said okay, um, what's your limit? I said, how much do you want it? And yeah. I said, why do you want it? And this is why the auction's going on. I'm like, I wasn't ready for this. Yeah. You know, and we're counting down to the lot and there's nine lots to go. I'm thinking there's so much more to discuss here before. You don't have to discuss the things before you bid an auction, but it does help for so many reasons. Did you have the, the ceiling, the absolute top number? Yeah. And there was no going above well, that. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I said, do you want it? Why do you want it? Do you know any other people are bidding for it? Yeah. Um, do, are you aware of the fact that this is this is it? You're basically saying bye-bye to this money, um, or you might as well treat it like that, um, because it's certainly not necessarily um, uh, a growing asset. Mm-hmm. Might be, but it probably isn't, right? And he said, no, I want it for these reasons, a great reason for, you know, obviously in love with it, can't afford it, but, you know, doesn't matter. Uh, can get the money, right? And so uh, then I said, okay, what, what's, your, what's your limit? And he told me what his limit was. And I said, okay, okay, because we don't want to be discussing this during the bidding process. Because A, we'll look like Muppets, look Mm. like we don't know what we're doing. B, it's just not good. Um, Because, and I'll tell you why in a second or two. And so he says this figure. And I'm like, okay, and that's that, is it? And he says, yeah. He says, so what are you going to do? I said, don't worry, just leave it to me and be fine. Um, And then there are two, it's it's now two lots before his lot. And he says, uh, uh, can I say something else? I said, what? He said, actually, that's not my limit. My limit's this. I went, why didn't you tell me that? Why have you just changed your mind? He said, I haven't changed my mind. But if I was bidding, I would go for... I said, well, no. Okay, so you have... So it's more, not less. Mm-hmm. I said, right, is that it? He said, yeah. I said, okay, I'm now going to ask you this question one more time, and then you're going to answer it, and then you're not going to speak to me till after we've bid for this thing. Oh, good. Is that cool? Very good, yeah. I like that. And this is a man who's used to being in control mm-hmm. of people and things, and life and death. Yeah. And... um. He told me this figure. I said, right, is that it? He said, yes. I said, okay, you know what to do now? He said, I promise I won't speak before, until the, the, the bidding's over. Mm-hmm. And he sat there like a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what happened was uh, the bidding opened at a price, okay? And I just shouted out. I just, I shouted out triple the opening bid because it was going to go for, for like, 10, 15, 20 times minimum more than the opening bid because mm-hmm. that's what happens at these auctions. I've been to millions of them, millions of them, and especially these kind of auctions because it was so low what they started it at. So I just went in to say, A, save time, B, disrupt the room, da-da, and everybody turned around and they were, <gasps> <laughs> It's like, well, hang on a minute. You have been here for the last uh, 36 hours. This is what's going to happen mm. in two minutes anyway. And, were, <gasps> and the auctioneer went, <gasps> and of course, somebody then came in with a bigger bid. So that was like, we just saved ourselves five minutes 10 minutes yeah. of our lives so then i go big again and then somebody else bids um incrementally after my second bid mm-hmm. and then i go really small we go what's this guy doing now here's the thing here's what you need to know if you if you're bidding for something and your limit is two grand for yeah. example um and you think well my and you've got to be honest with yourself okay and write it down and make a rule with yourself and don't go over it because you know there lies madness and it really does lie madness that that is auction fever taking hold and you are no longer in charge of the situation Mm. the situation is very much in charge of you and that's why that's how auctions often work okay because there's so much going on with your biochemistry and all this kind of stuff but if your limit is two grand then what you need to do is you need to back time or, or reverse engineer your bids so you land on two grand 
Because what you don't want to be is up against somebody who's bidding 1,800 quid, and then you have to bid 1,900 if the auctioneer is going up in tens, and it's up to them what they do sometimes. Uh, they, they will listen to you sometimes, but often they don't. You have to make sure that you get your bid in. So you'd have to be 180, for example, <clears throat> excuse me, or 185. And that's what you have to do. And that's what we did. And we landed on um, his, his initial limit. And that's what we got it for. And then I just left. I gave him a kiss. I left. And apparently there was pandemonium for the next 20 minutes <laughs> in Sotheby's. <laughs> Who's and, this guy? And, and the, the person running the whole sale, not the auctioneer, but the person behind the auctioneer, had to come and ask my friend, to, could, could he just come with him for a minute? Because nobody is focusing on the next lot. <laughs> um, it was Apparently it was hilarious. It was hilarious, and I was laughing all the way home for the rest of the day. That's great. It was hilarious, but it did come back to bite me in the afternoon. How come? Because it was such a laugh. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like money for a start. You know, and he really wanted this stuff, and you know, he got them anyway. And um, it was just fun. It was really funny. Um, anyway, and then I was I was on a high all day, but it was a big hit. It was a big dopamine hit. I was I was buzzing. I was flying. And then something happened in the afternoon, um, just about, it was about uh, something that we, it was about Carfest, and I just made completely the wrong decision. Because <laughs> I wasn't focused, I wasn't concentrated. I mean, I, I sorted out an hour later, it was fine, but I was like, hang on a minute, that's not the right, no, no, no we shouldn't be doing that for now, she should be doing this. It's cause, so it's fun as long as you're in a playground. But if you have fun in the playground and then you leave the playground, you need to mm. un unpick the fun. Not to make it not fun, just because otherwise it might be detrimental to you going forward. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd have loved to have been a fly in the wall in that auction. Well, auction it, when, you, when you went in there with triple. It was, it was a massive cheer when we got it. <laughs> and I, I, I put my hand in the air like that. And it was all the auction items had been taken on average between um, 10 and 12 minutes. Ours took two and a half minutes. <laughs> and, um, and the only thing I wish I'd done afterwards was... Um, was shouted to the auctioneer who was who was joining in he, he was quite he was loving it actually when i wanted him to put the hammer down i wish i'd have said hammer to fall <laughs> i just wish i'd have said that and then he'd have put the hammer down then we got an even bigger cheer and then i then i would have punched the air going back in time i would have punched there and said that's how freddie would have liked it done <laughs> The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them, no stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose, food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
He's the Dubliner who's had us doubling over on the telly and on tour for 25 years, and now he's going to begin again. His latest tour, The Ironic Bionic Man, begins next week and continues through the autumn. So let's light the comedy fire and watch it. Jason Byrne! Wow, that's, <laughs> that's a bit well done, thank you. Jason, what do you think about cheap flicks? Yeah, no, that, yeah that's happened to me. Like I've watched Game of Thrones, and I, you know, because we're on tour, so we get we, you know, we on our own in the in the hotel, and we have to kind of, and the box set is there, and I, I've gone ahead at least six or seven episodes. I mean, misses. So what did you do? Well, I had to pretend you... when I went back home. <laughs> you See, go home and you go, oh wow, look what's happened! Ooh. Oh, they're dead. Is that the thing? Is that the thing? You know, you 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 commit the crime and you do the time. Is doing the time you having to sit through them again? Yeah. Or or is that is that more fun or is that less fun? Not letting on. I think that you know, basically, your partner will know that you've seen it. Yeah. How? 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 Because I'm not a good liar. Do you know what I mean? And also, you project. Even if you're not saying anything, you're projecting. I've seen this. I've seen this. And you might say that. I've seen this. Yeah. But I'm and I'm quite a misery when I'm watching. I don't go. Oh. And oh my God. Can you believe he got married? That's it. And the sword. And so you going, do if you're pretending not to see it. If I'm pretending not to see it, I'll do that. But otherwise it's silence because then you should go, what are you talking? So you've you're seen su- it. So you're more surprised at things you've already seen on purpose yes. to try and cover up the fact you've seen them than you would be otherwise. Yeah, all, all everybody out there, you've got to be careful how you project when you're watching something that you've already seen. Right, okay, this is not a new thing. It's in the papers. Yeah. There, are, there are articles have been written about it, Vassal. Oh. This is the Toronto Star. Cheating. Okay can sometimes have nothing to do with finding another person outside your partnership to have an affair with. These days, being unfaithful can be as simple as watching an episode of a TV series you started with your partner and then continuing on without the other knowing. (laughs) Happens a lot. Apparently, I mean, it's called it's, sneaking. It's not like the way. I mean, of course, we can't wait when you were all kids. Yes. Do you remember you used to like run home from school to watch telly? Of course. Because it was on off. That was it. There was no cheating. Like, your oh. dad didn't sit down with your mum and go, oh, pretend he'd seen these standards or not seen these standards. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just, it was on, off, gone. If you were there, you'd seen it. If you, were, if you weren't there, you hadn't seen it. Simple as. God, I, I used to record yeah. Mastermind um, because my dad couldn't watch it live. And then I would put the VH. I'd watch it, yeah. And then I'd and then I'd try and put the VHS in to try and persuade. And we all pretended to watch it live. And then I'd, I'd come up with some ridiculous answers. Oh my! Like nice. George, George Orwell's no, no. early life. But and hang my on. Dad would go, how did you? How did you know that? There's a question. There's a question here. Why could your dad not watch it live? Was it Trump traumatic? I can't, I can't remember. Maybe it clashed with Ski Sunday. Or Maybe something. he was, was doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Like father, yeah, like son. Exactly. The two gone. Oh, I'd say the. Paris. But what, Paris. what's ironic about this is that he then Vassos here to your right then appeared on Mastermind. Mm. Actually, did yeah. How, How did, did that go? I was I uh, came second. So you didn't go. pre-record that one and come up with your answers. <laughs> no, you can't. They they do, you're not even allowed to be in the same um, bit of the building as the other contestants when the. Uh, the oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I mean, I, I was on I was on Weakest Link, the Celebrity Weakest Link. Oh my God, it was with a Rob disaster. Edge? Yeah. Anne Robinson I did not like I just panic when it's when there's times on questions if I have a little time to think but not when you're being timed sorry you were on with Anne Robinson or Ramesh Anne Robinson 
Okay, so he's been on that as well. Yeah, Have you been on Romy. that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't aired yet, so I can't. Oh yeah, but I was yet. on my Anne, and she just wouldn't stop moaning. That she was going, "What do you do?" I was going, "What?" I did. I kept asking her, <laughs> and she was going, "What?" And she go, "Another question. What, Jason? What do you start? No, what bank? Who's the weakest? What?" And I was just, and you know what? As well, the speakers are in the ceiling. And yeah, yeah. So I couldn't hear what she was saying. Oh my God, I was in so much trouble. It was I been in trouble with the headmistress? Okay, you you were intrigued about how long it took to record, weren't you? Because there was lots of stopping and starting. Yeah, yeah. so in between the rounds, they head off, you do don't a they? lot of they head off, and you do a lot of pretending to to write. That's how he works. Well, no. listen, listen to this. We had Frank Carson on with us. You remember lovely Frank Carson? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he was on with us. Told jokes for seven hours. Of course he did. <laughs> That's what he did. He was like, she's going off there. I tell you what, she went off. The wife, the mother-in-law went off. What? Who? Not more. Bang. Frank Carson once literally came to the pub with us after TFI Friday. He came to the pub with us. Yeah. And we left him at 1am in the morning. And he just hadn't stopped telling jokes. He hadn't drawn breath. I don't know if he and Ken Dodd ever got together, but that would have been a fight yeah. to the death, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. A gag yeah. to the death. It's can't, I can't. I can't be doing that. Jason Byrne talking oh, yeah, to this. Oh, yeah, we're talking about tour. Yeah, well, that's... So we, really, yeah, oh, by the way, can we just say that you had Ryan Tuberty in here the other day? He didn't, indeed. And on behalf of Ireland, uh, like, he's he's like he's on the run. It was great to no, have him I know. here. It was that, brilliant. No, that's what that's the sort of story. Yeah. But, you know, uh, welcome with open arms here. And also, he's on the run. He's not on the run from Ireland because... No. Of, I don't know really what's gone on and people keep trying to tell me I say, and I say look well, he's... I'm not that bothered or that interested I have an inkling of what went on but the gist of it the, as far as I can see perceive is that most of Ireland love him uh, but maybe one or two people have an issue um, and that's it yeah that's it it's okay it's grand he's, and he's probably going to work over here you're probably going to give him a job are you? did well, you say I you're going to give him a job? I don't run the station anymore but I have said to the people here oh. that they might want to do that and I think that they tried to get him to sign something before he left. Oh my God. He thinks it's well, a I think it's a 10-year contract. Hang on a minute. I mean, I know you longer. Yeah. Can I not get a job here? Give me one instead. Don't mind Ryan. I don't I'm way funnier than them. I don't dish him out. You gave me my Sony Gold Award. But I can dab you in. Oh yeah, brilliant. I'm supposed to dob you in. Get Ryan as one of my ex- helpers. Yeah, okay. One <laughs> <laughs> of your little helpers. Yeah, Ryan can Look, decide. If you want to, mate, they would love to have you here. Oh, come on, come on. I'm a virgin. I'm one of them. Well, you, you have to go on your tour first. No, but they, maybe I'll do this tour and then next year I won't have to do that. She's not I'll the just tour. Be off. Get rid of the tour. We look like brothers anyway, Chris. Well, you we know do. What I mean? The Ironic Bionic Man tour. Jason Byrne, he's very funny. He's very nice. And um, People laugh more at people that they like. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a true thing, isn't it? 70% that's... it was the likability in the room, isn't it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Give us the stats. Yeah, that's what it is. They say they just go along because 70% they like you. But 70% is likability and then 30% is if you're funny. That's a bonus. Okay, got so, it. But don't worry, it's 100% funny. Good <laughs> God, that's a bad stat. So you start on the 15th of September. This is a big tour, man. Yeah, there's a lot. Don't wow. I'm breaking it up, though. That's why. Okay, September, October, November. Yeah. Uh, Norwich, Cambridge, Brighton. I could go through them. It's basically Great Britain. Yeah. If you live in Great Britain, he'll he'll be coming very close to your door. Yeah, jasonburn.ie. Get the tickets. jasonburn.ie. Oh, but listen, before we run out of time... .ie or .ie? It's .ie. It's the Irish internet. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we bought that. <laughs> it's like jasonburn. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I am Jason Byrne for I am I am dot IE Jason alright I didn't know that at Jason Byrne dot IE we're going to run out of time I have to tell you because the last time I was in here with you mm. was I got a call because you, you told a Bono story to, to Ryan yeah. about your paddle thing yeah, yeah. but the last time I was in here with you Bono had rang me and I couldn't tell you why 
tell us now. Because <laughs> he wanted his glasses back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he rang me, right? I was in London and he rang me and I, I'd never spoken to him. And he rang me and, he, and the phone went and he just went, he went, Jason Byrne and started singing to me on the phone. I went, hello. He went, it's Bono. And I went, Bono, how are you? And he goes, listen, Jason, I need you to do a gig for Gavin Friday for his 60th birthday. Mm. I went, okay. So I'll summarise this. And I went, oh, okay. And he was going, you'll be fine. And I says, oh my God, Bono, is there going to be a stage and lights? Because where is it? He goes, it's in a restaurant. You'll be okay, Jason. It's in a restaurant. I'm going, is there stage and lights? He goes, yeah, stage and lighting and everything for you. And he goes, you're going to knock the park out of the ball, he says to me, right? So I go, what? Yeah, you're going to knock the park out of the ball. And this is how he hung up. And he just went, goodbye, yellow big road. And hung up, right? So then I had to go and do the gig, <laughs> which was in a restaurant in Dublin. <laughs> I went in and it was like Bono and The Edge and, you know, Gavin Friday, his birthday yeah. and, and uh, Jim Sheridan yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, the Coors and, and, yeah. and uh, uh, everybody in the act. And I'm going, oh my God, what's going to happen here? So I did it. I stood up. Googie, who's Bono's mate, mm-hmm. went, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and they're all sitting around a restaurant, all facing the wrong way, all talking. Oh, no. And I went, oh my God, there's no stage, no lights. And I stand up and Googie goes, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Burr's going to do a bit of comedy, right? Everybody turned around, everybody stay quiet because they're all actors and they're all the artists. Yeah, because he knew this is hard. What has Bono done? That is a tough gig, man. I did it and I had a great time. What did you choose to do? What lane did you choose to swim in? I straight in? went in for all their names because I first of all said to Gavin, Gavin Friday, you're, pro- you're probably looking at me now thinking, Bono, I said Ed Byrne. I like Ed Byrne. That's <laughs> all so it says, says. But none of you have your real names anyway. Yeah, Jason Bourne, actually, yeah, is what Jason I was Bourne would have been done. Yeah, Bono is um, Paul. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Gavin Fry is not his real name. The Edge, obviously, not his real name. Yeah. So all of them were all the wrong names. So we had a good, good, good gig. It ended. I did about 30 minutes for them. Good for you. The Edge came over to me straight away. He gave me the biggest hug ever. So and he nice. said, I'm so sorry. And I said, he said to be stage and lighting. And the Edge went, when has Bono ever ordered stage exactly? He's it. not in charge. He's just the gob on the stick up front. <laughs> yeah, so Everybody else does the work. So it was great. I Brilliant. mean, he's all right at his job. Yeah, he's not bad, There's is no he? doubt about that. But, you know, there, it's the rest that did the heavy lifting. You know, as we said today, he's the pointy tip of, yeah. the, of the arrow. Yeah. yeah he's, the, he's the pointy end. But, you know, they're the wood. They're the wood and the feathers. Oh, yeah, definitely. And without the wood and the feathers, the tip ain't nothing. No, absolutely. The tip takes all the glory. Yeah, well, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it was a it was a brilliant experience. Did it all over. The name of your tour is the Ironic Bionic Man because yeah. you are actually bionic. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, chil- well, not children, but younger people might know what the six million dollar man is. Do 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 Remember that? Do, and he had a bionic do, do, eye. Do, do. We can rebuild him. Yeah, and he had a bionic Steve arm. Steve Austin. And one bionic leg. Right. He had, but Chris, he had one bionic leg. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a problem. Mm. Like we you know you're running fast. Yeah, totally. But was that one leg it's like dragging a dead leg? Isn't it? <laughs> He's dragging the other one along. Yeah. wrong with it. It's just... Compared... <laughs> into insignificance compared to this right bionic leg. Well, if I was rebuilding a bionic man, I'd give him two bionic legs. Well, he had one bionic eye, one bionic ear, one bionic leg. I know. Maybe they're on a budget. I don't know. Maybe that yeah was six million. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't go very far <laughs> nowadays, would yeah. it? Can you imagine it went over yeah. budget? No, with the lack of Obamacare. <laughs> <laughs> we can't anyway, go over. It's the tell name us of the about show. your bionicness. Oh, yeah. So, well, basically born with a lazy eye. That was then corrected when I was 10. So that was straightened. So the bionic eye. I have no appendix. My my arm is dislocated in the sea. So in, in Australia. So yeah. that's got staples in it. My lung collapsed. That's got stable. That's been corrected. Oh, my knee! Uh, cartilage went to my knee when I bent down to do a poo too quickly right. in the toilet. Now, interesting. Bent down very fast, and it ripped me cartilage. I was stuck on the loo with a locked leg. Wow! Now, if anybody's listening, I'd recommend this. And to you, yes, uh, our age <laughs> is that we should warm up in the hallway before we go. Yeah, a couple of squats. 
in the hallway. See, what happens is I, I'm... I am a, I'm a wild pooper nowadays uh, because I run into work um, and so I'm already warmed up. It happens. It tends to happen in the middle of a, 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 tra- a traver an early morning traverse of London, as it did today. If I'm being really honest. Well, I'm f- I'm f- just gone fifty one, and I get quite happy when it I happens. I can't believe you're fifty one. Yeah. You look so. I don't think there's a a better looking from certain aspects fifty one year old in the world than you. Oh really? I don't think. Okay, anybody, I'm having that, Chris. That's going on the poster. You look great, man. Yeah, well, so it's probably because I'm so bionic. Well, the bionic thing, right? I have six dents as well. That's, I know. So is this because of an overarching health issue or are no. you just very unlucky? Very are you unlucky. Cumulati- cumulatively, from a health point of view, unlucky? Yeah, it's rubbish. Six like, stents? Yeah, so I fell off. Uh, three swings snapped on me when I was a kid. Do you right. remember those things you used to make? Mm-hmm. Well, the lads were on for ages. And they went, get on. I went, no, I don't want to get it. Three of them snapped into bushes. Right. Flat, upside down. A rope, rope swing? Yeah, rope swing. Okay. And my dad had to go and get a ladder and get me out of a bush by my legs. Wow. I was upside down for at least half an hour. So what was the injury there? Uh, well, that was just scrapes and, and I think it bent so my four fingers back. So this doesn't count. doesn't count in this. In the bounding. The this. six stents are basically <laughs> hereditary. They're from me, mum and dad. Thank you. So that's that's um, the, the um, what is it called? Of the arteries. What Cholesterol. Is it cholesterol? It's cholesterol. Is it, is it calcification yeah. or is it is it furring of the arteries or no? It's blockage. Blockage. Basically, that's all it is. And when did you know that was going to happen, or was that on the radar? I had no idea. I was I was running on a beach, yes. and then I went and uh, got a little pain in my heart, a little tiny oh, little pump, no. little tiny thing. Now went to the doctor, they checked us out, angiogram, seen three blockages, and then the doctor, the stent surgeon, said you've got three. We're going to have to put some stents in there. So I didn't know what they did. So I said, do I need my pyjamas? Do I need to go home? Do I need to ring people? And uh, he says, no, I'm not going to operate on you now. And I went, oh, like, well, tonight? He went, nah, in two weeks, I'm going golfing, he said. So that was that was how... Uh, oh, he, he was going golfing, not he, you. No, he was going golfing. Uh, did they have to break your ribcage for that, or did they go in through your thigh? They went through my wrist. Through your wrist. They actually... The first, so clever, isn't the it? The thing that you... Actually, so clever. It's amazing what they can do. And so if you're getting... Look, go and get your heart checked. There's no problem. You don't feel the stents either, because it's, it's yeah, going Because they in. do say, don't they, you know, as you get older, this sniper's alley, which you're in the middle of at the moment, I'm yeah. sort of coming out the other end, but they've, you know, I, there's the, somebody got me in their sights, you know, over the next couple of weeks, you know, hopefully that's going to be fine, should be fine. Yeah. Um, all good. But um, as things go on, people tend to collect medical experts. So my friend says, oh, you need to go and see my cardiologist <laughs> or oh, my yeah. whoever-ist. I haven't got a card. I've never done the heart thing. You know, I'm doing yeah. other things at the moment. What, you've got other... What, you, what are, you, are you giving yourself injuries? No, I've got to go and see, see something about something. Yeah, next yeah. Thursday, yeah. Okay, well done. Doesn't Thank matter. Much. Yeah. But, um, but I, yeah, yeah, so mine was... Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. People do send it to their doctors. And they're going, that's no... You need your own doctor. How are you with snipers? You're just about to enter snipers, Ali. Yeah, I had um, Caroline for my last birthday got me one of those 360 degree health checks. Right. Um, which was, uh, you know, I was hoping for running shoes, but actually it was a really yeah. nice. <laughs> How old are you? Well, your late 40s. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. He looks good as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah uh, you look amazing. Can you stop it? He uh, looks good. You, you look, look good as well. Good. Come on. If I took this cap off. By the way, I know this cap's still got the label on. I know yeah. that. So, everybody stop telling me. It's Noah's signed Red Bull cap, signed by Max Verstappen and oh Sergio Perez. And he says it's worth more with the label on. I couldn't find my cap this morning, so I've got this on. It looks like I've forgotten to take the label off. Please, everybody stop telling me that. I know the label's <laughs> on it. Apparently, it has the value if you take it off. I quite well. Apparently. Well, I'm blind in one eye, and when I buy sunglasses... What's wrong with everybody in here? I know. <laughs> I had, you don't want to come in here. <laughs> what is this? 
<laughs> You're going to catch what we've got. <laughs> and it's not even contagious. Prayers are ready for the youth of the day. <laughs> Chris is falling apart. I'm like bits of me are missing. You can't see. I can't see out of this eye. So when I buy a new pair of sunglasses, I leave the label on. And people, I quite enjoy people going, you know, you've still got the label on. Go, yeah, yeah, I'm happy with You're that. You're totally blind in that eye. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. If you want to sneak up on Vassos, <laughs> yeah, that's it's behind right. on the right shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right shoulder, right shoulder. Oh, I can't see up my right. I can't see up my right. Don't like to mention it. Can't see up my right. Don't like to mention it. Oh my God, what else is wrong? You know, like Fred, she talked about my dad, right? My dad, because he features in the show heavily. Come on. I've written a book about him, which is the memoir of Monkey Eyed Man. Dad features in it heavily. Dad was telling me a story about a hell check fella. Uh, in work because they worked with like in machines and Guinness and they had to have uh, basically health checks. Yes. And so one of the lads just didn't want to go home. He hated being at home. You know what I mean? And uh, so he tried his best <laughs> on the treadmill. This is real story. <laughs> he didn't want to go home because he, he he goes you know because the wife was giving him so much grief and he thought you know I can't be I can't be at home every day. I have to be in work, right? So he's got up the treadmill on his day. And he ran as hard as he could on it, right? But he had a heart attack, dropped down and died oh, on no. it. Yeah, I was done. That's a terrible story. No, it's not a terrible story, but I mean... <laughs> it's it's a, it is a terrible story. He would story. rather run himself to death than be at home. I don't think he did that choice, did he? Yeah, probably did, yeah. Did he? Yeah, I'd say he did. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> anyway, yay! Yay! Whoa! Happy Friday! Oh, my God, you know what If you're listening on the treadmill at the moment... Mm. Do you know what does work? My Go left on. foot's fine. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a good that's fun. That's good. Yeah, if you had if you had to put up one bit of your body for like uh, oh, yeah. to to put together a superhuman, and they only had us to choose from, oh. which but would which bit would you put up, Vassos? I just broke my chest press PB in the last seven days, so I'm going with the chest. The fifth time he's mentioned it. Yeah, no, it's I, pathetic. It's you only broke the fifth time I've I even know what it you. is. I even know what it is. It's what 92 is kg. Ninety-two and a half. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, you, nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> no, I care. Oh my god! I literally thought you said you broke your chest. No, I broke my chest press PB. I thought you meant personal best. <laughs> yes. What's with all the letters? Personal oh, chest, chest, personal best. Of, chest oh, press. Well done. Chest press. That's doing that. So your chest is mega. Well, it's better than it ever was before. Can I so just that. say, what would you do, Chris? Well, can I just take issue with him first of all? Yeah. Not for the first time, and definitely not for the last time. <laughs> It's to put it together a superhuman. Yeah. There are other people that can bench press more than 92 and a half kilograms. Yeah. So you have to come up with something better than that. Okay, that, that fine. could be with the new six million or six billion dollar man. Mm. Okay, I'll go first. What do you want? My nose. Wow. I have an amazing sense of smell. Oh. I have honestly, I can smell things that you shouldn't be able to smell, and I never mention it. Really? <laughs> what people. can you smell now? Well, but, I can't say. I can't say on the radio. Oh, I can on. smell things around this building. Oh, my God. And it, it's, I'm not there with Joe Malone. Joe Malone smelt damp in a house and then a ceiling fell through. This is a lady who can smell cancer. You know, she's proven to do that. She smelt it in her husband. She can smell people with Parkinson's. And she's scientifically researched and she helps people out with Oxford and all this kind of stuff. I'm not there, but I'm getting there. You're like a Labrador. Bit like a Labrador. Better, I would say better than better than a Labrador. Than one Labrador. down from the lady who can smell cancer. Shh, I'm whoa, probably be, I'm probably better than most Labradors. I can't believe I didn't know this about you. That's <laughs> amazing. Got, I have, I have an super... amazing. Tash will tell you. She this says, is good for the whole don't crew. Mess, don't notice. mess with his nose. Whatever you do. So so there you go. That's what I'm saying. Okay. This is the height of the bar. So you always clean. You like being clean. You like clean places. Not necessarily. I like being clean. The two don't necessarily go hand in hand or nostril in nostril. Let me tell you. Yeah, nostril. Wow, that's amazing. You know when you you know when you're smelling a glass of wine. Yeah, that wavy you, thing. Yeah. So you you should pass it from left to right and right to left. You know why? No. Because you have a strong one nostril will be your like you have a strong leg, you have a goofy leg. You put one 
foot forward, your mm-hmm. strongest foot forward, you have a strongest nostril. So you can identify that. You also only breathe through one nostril at a time. They alternate on their own every 15 seconds without you knowing about it. Yeah. All this. i got all this going on. Give so me, what? Give me something. What's the average age that listens to this place, this show? Right now? Yeah. Don't know. 106. Yeah, I'll, we'll take anyone, that's, <laughs> anyone with a pulse. <laughs> anyone with a that's pulse. Amazing. Right now. I've got a great sense of smell. Chris Evans. Well yeah, that's done. it. What's mine though? I don't know. I Come suppose... on, you've got to put one thing up. Come yeah. on, you are on the my memory, my memory, my memory, my memory. I have a great memory. I can remember everything. Okay, so there you go. Basically, when I write these good. memoir books, I can remember like way back. Tell us about your memoir book. I didn't know you were on to talk about that. No, no, but I'm, just I just brought it as well, just because it, I only literally got it in my hand yesterday. When is it out? It's going to be out 26th of September, but we are on to talk about the tour as well. Memoirs but, of a wonky-eyed man, the dad knows best years, Jason Byrne. Yeah, because dad, dad is like one of those old dads that he's sat, oh, sat in Oh, look sh- at you there. He's sat in a shed. That's yeah, I know. nice. I know, it? I'm young there. So dad sat in a shed and he was one of those dads that, you know, would give you advice that was too late. Do you know that kind of dad? Yeah. Yeah, kind of went... You look a little bit like a young Paddy Kilty there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's taking over the Late Late Show. Is he? Patrick Kilty, yeah. He's not. Oh, come on. What is this? I didn't know that. Is there anybody connected to the internet here? No, thank God. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kilty's doing the Late Late. What, now? Yeah, he starts uh, already He starts next Friday. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure, yeah. He had, that's, that's, Ryan handed over to him. Ryan came here. You gave him a job. This is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. Oh, my God. This is a scoop and a half. I didn't know. I'm letting him go. All the Irish press are listening. Ryan's coming here. And then, but, is Patrick going to come on and talk about it? But he's going to work for me. Patrick's okay. not coming to talk about it. Okay. okay. The Ironic Bionic Mantor, jasonburn.ie. How, how many times have you been tempted to call something the burn identity? I already have. You done it? Yeah. When did that happen? I did it four times in a row. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it the burn ultimatum. The every did you actually? Yeah, everything. What tours? Yeah, I didn't know this. No, no, it's fine. I don't know anything. And then I? when Matt I literally Damon, don't know I'm like somebody who's just been born at the no, age of fifty-seven. No, no, Chris, it's fine. I love it. We were, we were. Uh, Matt Damon came to Dublin to do a make uh, do a movie over lockdown actually, right. and he went uh, for a sea swim with his plastic bag. He literally had his a plastic bag. He just rocked down there. And I just picture, I did the same picture, the, the image, uh, which, so the real Jason Bourne and, love it. and Jason Bourne. Love it, love it, so, love it. So, yeah. When people come and see you, yeah. which is the bit they will laugh at most? Oh, God. I think they do love when they mess about with the audience. They is just that cry. towards the end when you're confident, when it's yeah, going well? No, it's kind of a mix in and everything. I do at the very start, which is which is great fun. Is at the very start uh, because of all my ailments, I get I get a, I get a, an audience member as a substitute, Jason Byrne, that just in funny. case, just in case anything happens. What do to they me. have to stand there? Oh, it's Chris. It, it punters, you know how funny they are because yeah, you've yeah. worked with them for so long. And they're there for a laugh. And yeah, they're great fun. They got up. I was only done did, Ed, did Edinburgh, and a guy gets up and I go, now, okay, you have to mean he's going. Uh, what? Like if anything happens to me, you know, just. just Go ask that guy his, his name, and it's just a Scottish guy going, "What's your name?" And I go, "No, no, more gentle, a bit more drama." What's your name? Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. yeah what's your name? And then I went, "Be like me," and of course they try and do my accent straight away. All That's of them. Funny, go, what's your name? What's your name? And they, the audience, cry laughing at it, like the, the person try. And then eventually, this person, most of them, like they kind of don't want to get up, but they, I can see that they're okay with it. And then eventually they're loving it. And when the audience are killing themselves laughing, and there's yeah. hundreds of them, sometimes a thousand of them, yeah, these yeah. venues are 500 to 1,000 people, these mm. uh, venues for this next tour. jasonburn.ie, it's not de- that is. I can't get over that. You've got to change that. It's weirding me out. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, can the Irish for, internet change themselves yeah, sorry about for that. Chris? And by so, the way, thanks, thanks to Irish internet for telling me about Paddy Kilty. Clearly, yeah. you're not working anyhow, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any difference.
friends. Okay. But when they are killing themselves laughing and you're on stage and you're laughing with them and you're laughing because you're so happy that it's all going well, mm. what is that feeling like? Is it just the best feeling in the world? Yeah, it is. It's great. Because a lot, it's very hard doing stand-up because it's very stressful. You're on your own. There's no band to look at. There's nobody else. It's just you. But when you're in that groove and it's working, it's it's euphoria it's and you experienced this yourself as an, an audience member when you saw Billy Connolly for the first yeah, time yeah yeah when I you did. were 16 I was six, first stand up I ever seen and you you said you wanted him to stop talking because you thought you were going to die laughing yeah I couldn't I was going I wish he would I, I didn't want him to do any more stories and here's the irony of it all at the very end because I, I was in a box looking at the audience looking at he, what he was looking at and at the end I said I will never ever do that I would never do that and had you thought about being a comedian at no that point? no I didn't at all. I mean, I love comedy. I was a massive fan of yeah. it. But looking at one man on his own, just standing there. Microphone. With like 1,200 people. you do now for a living. I know. That's and I've crazy. never met Billy. Never met Billy. Really? Ever. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope that and happens. I'll be lo- I'd love to meet him. But he's, I mean, he's an absolute gent. He's like, been he's in gorgeous. here a few times. Oh, has he? Yeah, he's cool. Guy. I love him. He's super cool. Absolutely love Jason, him. Jason, we're out of time, man. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Chris. Thank you. Chris, I will be you? back here to, don't forget, where do I do my CV thing? I don't want you to need that. I don't need that. Right, okay, brilliant. usual. Can't wait. Um, Better tell Ryan he's not going to be... It's yeah, they, not, you have to get your happen. chip as well, the chip in your neck and stuff like I'm okay, that. and yeah. I'll get me sense of smell yeah. and me eye done and me chest. And, oh, All right, got to go. Uh, yeah, Buster, thank you. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you, team. We're here on Monday with Noel Fitzpatrick because um, we've not Ooh. had enough Irish people on the show yeah, the last few on, days. come on, Ireland. <laughs> come on, Ireland. <laughs> and your favourites from the World Cup. Yes, we are. We're the right there now. starts today. Have a great weekend, everyone. Come on. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. It won't be like this forever, so just enjoy it while it's here. It's a really wonderful thing. And James Bay. It's about me. It's about my relationship with Lucy. It sums up so much of what went into writing this whole album. We're all works in progress. I still don't necessarily know who I am. And Depeche Mode's Dave Gahan remembering the late, great Andy Fletcher. I'll be honest with you, the first thought that came in my head was, I wish I'd been a bit kinder. Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash virginradiouk.